You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here at Bleeding Green Nation, thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at MichaelKistNFL, that's K-I-S-T. Follow at BGN underscore radio to keep up to date with the best Eagles coverage in the game. It's time to get you all caught up on these press conferences before the Week 2 preseason game against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night. So we have three fresh ones for you. First up is Doug Peterson from August 10th, then Jim Schwartz from August 11th, and finally, Mike Rowe from August 12th. So that's head coach, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, Doug, Jim, Mike, boom, boom, boom. That's all coming your way on this edition of At the Podium. Some news from the Eagles and around the league. The Eagles have waived a safety. Blake Countess with an injury settlement. They've brought back defensive tackle Aziz Shatu. This move really clears the way for either Trey Sullivan or Jonathan Cyprian to make the roster. Remember that Countess was getting first-team reps of the available safeties in week one of preseason, but this multiple-week hamstring injury for Countess creates a battle between Trey and Sip for the fourth safety role. In other news, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott has reportedly turned down a deal that would pay him $30 million a year and instead is seeking a deal worth $40 million a year. The jokes, of course, were flying on Twitter, but in reality, this just feels like public negotiating by both sides, and the final number will likely land somewhere in the middle still. The Cowboys are having a heck of a time signing anybody this offseason as Zeke's contract is still not done, which has led to the Cowboys fans turning Tony Pollard into the next Alvin Kamara, but I digress on that. Quick programming note, I will be at the podcast movement in Orlando for the next few days, but you can still count on a new BGN radio with John Stolness and Brandon Lee Gowton, and I'm going to try to sit down with the squirrely Benjamin Solak for a new K&S. That's hopefully all before Thursday's game, but here's what I'm trying to say. I apologize. If shows get released a touch late or at weird times this week, and we thank you for your patience as always. All right, so enough jibber jabber about all that. To the podium we go. Remember, it's Doug, followed by Schwartz, then a break, followed by Grow. Let's hear what they had to say in the days leading up to preseason game number two. Six weeks uh, from what we've heard, uh, an accurate timetable for Nate's return. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, you guys know I don't put timetables on it. Uh, obviously, like I said after the game, it's not. Uh, you know, it's not a season-ending thing. We'll get him back soon, so that's what we're excited about. Doug, is there any change in the stance that you'll bring another quarterback in? I know after Thursday's game you said you're just going to stay with Cody and Clayton. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, there's really not a lot to be said about the quarterback position. We're very comfortable with the two we have. They're going to get a lot of work now in these next uh, several weeks, obviously, in practice. And uh, it's like any other position on our football team. If uh, if we see the need to add depth and value, uh, we will. But but at this time, we're, we're confident with the guys we have. and. And uh, moving forward, does this change the way you need to construct the 53-man roster? Because if Nate's not back opening day, what would have been the third quarterback needs to be ready to go in if there's an injury. 
I mean, those are all things we'll look at. We still got time. You know, there's still you know three weeks of, of camp and and until we have to make those decisions. But obviously, those are those are decisions uh, when we get closer that we'll have to make. First three teams you play in the preseason uh, are all sort of run-heavy teams, some of the more run-heavy teams in the league. Was that by design when you made the schedule? No. Try to get them all within a 100-mile radius of Philly, but can't do that either. Doug, uh, a lot of, lot of reps today for Carson um, in the first team. Is that because they didn't play it's much? The plan. It was the plan today um, just because they, they, they rested, you know, have had some rest now the last couple of days and, and really wanted to put an emphasis on those guys getting more work as we begin to make a push towards uh, the regular season. I know you were asked, like, after the game Thursday night, if, if Nate's injury changes your plans for Carson as far as, as the preseason games are concerned. But, like, I mean, is that something you're going to take into account now going forward? Well, you know, um, the goal was to get through today and get through this practice and go evaluate this practice, and I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Lane is uh, week to week. I know you're not putting time. Lane? Lane. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know you're not putting timetables on anything, but do you expect him to be good for the regular season? The anticipation is there, yeah. I uh, would expect him. You know, if I know Lane, he, he's not going to want to miss that game. With your tight, I don't know if you could ask this, but your tight ends, it looks like you're a little short now for the time being. Do you, do you have enough to run practices and run and go in preseason games? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um you know, uh, again, it's it's the three guys that are working and, and really four guys. You, you know, Zach got a ton of reps today, and, and, you know, he's pushing with the first unit, and, and we got to make sure that, that he's ready to go so we give him enough stuff. And then, you know, you got your perks out there, Will Ty, and then, and then Alex. I mean, these guys are getting valuable reps. This is a great opportunity for these young guys right now uh, to really kind of hone in on their skill and ability and, and what they know with our with our offense and, and, and really get time, you know, moving forward in these games. I looked at the tape uh, from Thursday. Uh, yes. How did uh, Jordan Milata uh, look to you? How do you think he? Played? You know, he did some he did some good things. Um, you know, we were we were pleased with with his performance. Uh, it wasn't perfect. Um, there were you know one or two there, just a little little mental error. But overall, I felt like he came out with a, with an eagerness, with an aggressiveness, um, and 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 really showed the type of player that I think he's capable and, and what we've seen in him, and, and, it, and it came out in the game. Andre did the same way. Um, he's put in a lot of work. Obviously, he got he got to start, uh, did some really good things. He we obviously know he can he can pass protect, but but for us it was about the run game and, and how well he could he could maneuver in the run game and uh, he did he did a good job. Did anybody else flash that you may not notice during the game? Um, you know I think I mentioned after the game. You know Deshaun Hall was one that that as the game progressed he he really began to push the pocket and be, get around the quarterback and be disruptive. He, he did a really nice job. Uh, I thought just for the short period of time that, that Razul and Sydney were in the game, I thought both of them uh, you know, played well. Very vanilla on defense, obviously, so just a chance to see them execute. You know, even, even uh, you know, Sandejo, uh, who chance to start, get out there, get his feet wet. Uh, 11, 12 snaps, I think, total. Uh, did a nice job for us, too, so... Um, those are some guys that really kind of stood out. Some of the newer guys that we've, we've had here in the last either this year or last year. You obviously have a lot of say over the QBs that come into the building. What made you want to bring Cody in, and were you looking for someone with that profile who had starting experience? Well, anytime you can you can add depth and value, and you know bring in that competition. Um, you know we're going to do it. We've talked about it a lot with every position. Quarterback is not exempt. You know. Um, Someone that could come in and push Nate a little bit, you know, because Clayton's obviously a rookie and, and 
probably not going to get as much, you know, as many reps in practice as like Cody and Nate would get. So, you know, we're always we're always looking to to, to do that, you know, and, and it makes everybody better. And, and Cody um, has played games. He started games in this league. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that's got great toughness, as we saw the other night, and uh, you know has really embraced the offense, and he's in a good position. Is that what you wanted from? from the, the fourth quarterback after you had those three was the starting experience because you've had more yeah, undrafted I mean, guys in the past. Yeah, because the guys you end up, you know, signing, the, the free agent type guys have, have usually had a couple games under their belt in the NFL. You know, they've started some games and, and they've got some experience, but um, it, it does, you know, it helps you when you got a guy that's played. I guess this is kind of a timetable question, but any sense when Cox and Barnett might be back practicing? Um, they're getting close. They're getting close. Um, you know, they're still they're still working through some individual, uh, doing some drill work that way. But uh, you know, again, it's it's close. How much does Nate Sudfeld's injury affect your ability to evaluate him going into the season? I know you wanted him to play a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we're grateful that he, he got the time he got in the game the other night. I thought he did some great things. Showed great poise. Made some great throws. Um, you know, there were a few things that we, we saw on film. We, we were able to, you know, we'll able to coach them up this afternoon when we watch the tape with the players. But, uh, you know, felt felt good. It is unfortunate, you know, that, that he got injured. He will, you know, going to miss the rest of training camp, obviously. Um, but this is a great opportunity for both Cody and Clayton to really embrace now the opportunity that they have in front of them. Like that's just what you got to do. Short-term memory, especially at the quarterback position. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, for me, the other night too, it was about showing confidence in him and putting it right back in his hands. You know, and and, and throw the ball some more. So, I thought he did a nice job that way. Doug, you mentioned Nate uh, and the reps and not being able to get it. Have you learned enough at this point that when he is healthy, when it's week two, week three, that you're comfortable? with him as the back? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, we, obviously we can go back and kind of look what he did last year a little bit in some of the some of the games, obviously the preseason game. I mean, it's – is it a is it a is it something that, uh, you know, would you like more time? Yeah, you would like to get another game or two, you know, to, to see him in, in a little more action. But, but what he's proven to us in practice the last couple of years, uh, what he's done out here, what he did in the game the other night um, – Again, he was smart with the football, made great decisions, um, threw the ball with accuracy, and and those are all things you look for in the backup. So you know he did a nice job in in, in you know so kind of solidifying that spot. Do you want, are, there, are there any are there any plans to like move big, get big big V some snaps at right tackle now that Lane might be out like week to week or something like that? Yeah, I mean you know we know big V's can play tackle. We know he can play guard now. We definitely wanted to see him at guard the other night. Um, you know, the other one is, is Pryor. Pryor is another, another guy that we can move inside and outside, and, and uh, he played tackle the other night too. So uh, we got some versatility there. Um, and, and so we're going to continue to watch that and, and try to get them, you know. So I think one thing Stout does is manages those guys and puts them in the position, you know, to coach them up and get them on tape so that we can uh, uh, have a little more versatility at that spot. You've seen enough of Sanders. I mean, he only played six snaps in the first game. Or are you wanting to see a little more of the rookie? Well, I mean, he gets a ton of reps out here. This is the thing: is is you know a game rep? Yeah, okay. But you know, if you watch practice today, this is this is a game. I mean, this, we're not tackling to the ground, but from a contact standpoint, from from reading the hole, from burst acceleration, these 
these are game game like practices. So what he's shown out here, um, you know, has proven to us that he, he's very capable of doing that. He'll get more time as we go. Um, we got a lot of backs right now, so we're trying to get everybody equal time, especially early. But uh, he's done a nice job. Sack with, with Miles, where he was pass protecting. There were two blitzers, um, and he took one of them. Was that the right decision? It was the right decision. The thing about it was, um, it was the tackle spiked on V. Had V anticipated the backer, he would have picked up one because Miles was in the right spot. He was going to the right guy, but ended up taking the most inside defender. So, really, between he and V, they were on the right spot. They were just a little bit late in recognizing what was happening, but he was in the right spot. It was a really good, really good pickup by, uh, by Miles. It's 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 it's, it's 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 a faith deal. I mean, it, I, they just got to trust. They got to trust that you know they're going to get that done. That's uh, there's no call because it happens at the snap. But uh, V saw it, but he saw it late uh, and, and got edged. And Miles was in the right spot. So those are things we work on in practice. We'll show him the tape and, and we'll make that correction. All right, thanks. The way he, he treats players and the way he coaches them up. Same he's done the last uh, three years. You know, Phil's been on our staff. He's filled an important role for us. His role's increased this year. But I think one of the things that you see about guys like Phil that are genuine is he doesn't change his personality as his role has changed. Josh Sweat uh, got some first-team reps today. Uh, were you able to Yeah, see? we don't have first-team. Oh, well, got some reps against Jason Peters. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can that matchup help him? Is he kind of um, he was out there beginning in the game too, so he's he's getting good reps against uh, against all those guys, um, you know. So it really doesn't matter whether it's you know JP or anybody else or a preseason game. He's he's just working hard to be consistent, working hard to prove that um, you know that he can fill a role if we ask him. What do you like about uh, what you've seen with Eli Howard uh, to bring him in? Oh, Howell. I thought you said Howard. And I was, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, good good body for what we're looking for. Um, you know, our scouts had liked him a couple years ago. Um, he's had a little bit of production. He played sort of a hybrid role last year for Detroit, but, um, you know, we're a little bit different. You know, put his hand in the ground and, and let him come. He's big, he's strong, and uh, we'll add him to the mix and uh, see where it turns out. But he does have a little experience. It's a little bit different than a rookie coming in. We should get him up to speed pretty quickly. Yeah, a couple of those guys now who have come into camp late. What's the challenge for them to, to get caught up? Yeah, the guys that come into camp late, particularly vets like that, it's not as steep a learning curve. Cyprian, um, um, Edibale, um, Harold, you know, it's not as steep for those guys because they have a base of experience to play and it's more terminology. Younger guys... Um, like a Jane that came in, it was much tougher for him because not only is he learning what to do, he's learning how to do it. And um, he had to go out and play a preseason game on like two days practice. I thought he did a nice job with that. But th- those guys are in a little different uh, position. He's already been in a camp. You know, he's he's been working. He's in shape. So we'd expect him to get up to speed pretty quick. Did you talk about Sendejo? Um, a, what you liked about him bringing him in, and then what he's shown you, including Thursday night. Well, they didn't play a ton, so it's, it's you never want to read too much in the preseason games. Um, it's a body of work that counts, and you know his body of work is not just what he does in preseason game or what he's done in training camp. It's what he's done over the last couple of years. He's a smart player. He's multidimensional. He's very instinctive around the football a lot. He's a good tackler, um, you know, and you get all those things. We can use those things on defense. The first three teams that you play in the preseason, 
preseason are all sort of run-heavy offenses. Does it help to see different types of offenses that you guys see out here? Yeah, I mean, anytime it's anytime it's truly live, um, you need to tackle, and that's probably the biggest thing. We've had a couple tackle periods, but not very many. And I've said this a bunch of times. It's one thing for a guy to be in position, even in a thud period, and, and thud or tag off and look good on defense. Oh, yeah, we made that tackle. We look good. Well, you don't make all those tackles. You know, it's it's is what it is. And um, the time you see it the most is in preseason games. It's not just – facing run-heavy offenses. I mean, who knows what anybody will do. It's facing different schemes, and that's that's good experience for our guys. When you got into that big offense defense last year, number of teams. Wow, you guys can't get off of that, can you? Good God. If I had another defense that that, that was that had never given up a first down, like it, it would it would be a different thing, but good gracious. That's – yeah, go ahead, sir. Okay, so a number of teams would get a few blockers out in front and then just dump it down and – Try to set it up that way, and you ran that here early offense. Ran that here today against you. Did you ask them to kind of do that because you know you're going to see those looks? I don't ask offense to do anything in practice. We just play it as it comes, organically play it as it comes out. Um, that way, you you know vet stuff and uh, and go. We made a mistake in it um, last week, and if I'm if I know what's coming, I like I don't script practice. I don't know you guys ever know. I mean, I just call it, and the reason I do that is because. Um, you have to you have to vet everything against everything, and um, no better way to do that than just to um, you know throw the call out there and whatever the offense has called, it's it's called, and that way you know if you're good at it or not. So we got work to do in a lot of things, whether it's man or zone, third down and long, third down and short, and that's no different. Um, you know, get it ready for when the games happen, and you play with this one, you tackle well. If you rush well. That's a tough combination when the offense is so far behind the sticks. Would you have a look, uh, evaluate the linebacker position um, now versus, let's say, when you first got in the league or even 10 years into to coaching? How much different has the position evolved? And, and what exactly are you looking for now? More yeah, I mean, evaluating doesn't change. I mean, you go out and practice and, and, you, and you see who can – you who can execute the scheme, who's smart, who can um, make plays within the scheme. That hasn't changed. I think where you're getting the profile of the position certainly has changed. Um, you know, the guys that are um, old school first down run stoppers that would come off the field on third down, I mean, they're passing the ball 60% on first down. And even if they call a run, a lot of times it's a pass. So I think one thing it's it's done is it's limited – the one-trick ponies. Like, you could have a guy in the past that the only thing he did was third down. Um, problem is that, you know, tempo and everything else, that guy got to get out there and play. And same thing, the run stopper, um, you know, I don't – even sometimes the offense coordinator doesn't control if it's a run or not. You know, that the ball gets ripped out and thrown. So I think that um, – I think that that has changed profile into guys. You have to be good at both. You have to have ability to match up versus tight ends and running backs. Every offense is looking for match-up tight ends and running backs, and we need guys that, that have enough multidimensional skill that can go. And then you add to the linebacker group, you add those hybrid safety guys that are that are filling linebacker roles sometimes. I think um, you know it certainly has changed the, the profile, but evaluations don't change whether you're evaluating a corner or defensive lineman. It's just a different criteria. The way you evaluate is the same.
LJ Ford and Alex Singleton got a lot of playing time in the preseason game. Is there anything that stood out to you about them? Well, yeah, they got like a lot of playing time. Took a lot of reps for them. Um, but that's good for them. Um, you know, is what it is. Our numbers were a little bit, um, a little bit, you know, low in some of those, uh, some of those positions. Not just those guys, but defensive line had a couple injuries. Um, guys got to play. But again, part of the evaluation is, um, you know, their whole body of work and and their ability to be able to sometimes go play every snap because there's an injury and it happens during games. So. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, I know you said two weeks ago not to read into the depth chart, but Nigel Bradham was, was listed as the Mike linebacker, and in, in some install periods we've seen him there. Is that the role you you see from this year as a Mike backer? Yeah, I mean, you again, um, the difference between the Mike and uh, the nickel linebacker, Sam or Will, is th- those lines have been completely blurred anyway, and um, all they have to do is motion to tight end, and now you're – the linebackers are switched and everything else. We've cross-trained guys. Nigel's done that for us um, last couple of years when anytime Jordan was down, Nigel went in and did that. He's a real good communicator. Um, you know, he's good against the run and the pass. He's tough. I think he runs our show really well. You know, Jordan ran our show really well. We didn't have any setbacks. So if that's where it ends up, um, you know, we, we have a lot of confidence in Nigel. But he's not practicing right now, so it really doesn't make a difference. Eli Harold. He's back in a 4 3 for the first time since college. Um, really? Yeah. I just know Detroit last year, so. What are your thoughts on what you saw on, on tape of him? Yeah, to go to, the, go to the videotape on that one. Um, big, strong guy. Um, tough. We liked him. The scouts liked him coming out. Um, I think he's a good fit for our defense. We'll get him up to speed pretty quick and see where it goes. Yeah, the the whole offseason was important for him. Like, when he came to us, he was a 3-4 outside linebacker and had worked, like, really hard to keep weight off, you know, and um, and then get him halfway through the season, and then he's working to put weight on. It was just – it's a tough situation. He filled a nice role for us, and and not just us on defense. He made a couple plays on special teams last year. Um, And now he's added some weight. You see a little bit bigger physical stature for him. you know, um, you know, can do some can do some things in there. I think I think you're seeing a stronger, more physical player than when he got here last year. Okay, got I had I had some more. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. 
Do more with Viator. Apologize for being here late. Everybody doing good? Yeah. I wanted to ask you about. If you don't mind, just before we start, um, you know, uh, we got the news about Daryl Drake yesterday, and, and Daryl was a friend of mine. Obviously, we're all very sad and wanted to wish uh, the very best and our, our deepest condolences to his family and friends. Thank you. Okay. Sean's reputation is being a deep threat, but yeah. just what he does in other facets of the game, the crossing routes that we see you guys working on a lot. Just how dangerous can he be in the other stuff, the short stuff? Um, Deshaun is a complete player. Uh, he can do anything that he wants. Um, as a coach, it's really exciting because um, you can just say, hey, can you run this route or can you do it like this? And you could just tell him and he can do it. Um, so that, you know, that, from a coaching standpoint, that makes it really easy. And uh, we're just trying to move him around and, and have him do a bunch of different things because he is such a weapon. Any difference in his speed from when you first saw him play and now? Uh, you mean when he first came into the league? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th I think he's still one of the fastest guys in the league, so he's still playing at elite speed level. Um, so I don't know if that's answering your question or not, but, but he's, still, he's still plenty of fast. It's just kind of surprising. Yeah, I know. He's one of the fastest guys out there every day on the field and um, still has absolute confidence uh, in his speed and ability to win. Yep. What do you say about um, Josh Adams? What you've seen of him and with such a deep backfield group, kind of what he has to do to, to make this team? Well, he just has to come out here every day and, uh, you know, first of all, do his, do his job, be assignment sound and, um, you know, run, run the way that uh, we know that Josh is capable to, uh, of running and, Obviously, you know, we're spreading the ball around right now, trying to evaluate everybody and make the most of his opportunities when he gets them. What do you like about Josh Perkins' game? Uh, he's, a, he's a big body. He's, he's a very good athlete. He's got, uh, you know, very good short area quickness and long speed and catch radius. And uh, he's not afraid to put it, put his face on people in the run game. Speaking of tight ends, Alex Ellis had some nice catches today. Really he did. Like, he brought him in late. Yep. How has he done? Has it been hard for him to pick things up? Well, he's, he's invested a lot of time in trying to learn what to do. So a credit to him and Justin getting together uh, and getting him caught up in a short amount of time. Um, this guy loves football, and uh, he competes. He's tough. And, uh, you know, I think each and every day that he's out here, he's getting, getting that much more comfortable. So uh, it was a good pickup by, uh, by Howie and, uh, and Andy. I know Clayton wasn't happy with the way he played on Thursday. How, how has he responded uh, since that game? Yeah, I think he's responded well, you know. Um, He's come back and, and just gone back to work. He wouldn't know anything uh, different, and that's part of being a rookie quarterback uh, in this league. You're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to you're going to take your lumps, and um, he's just come back to work, and, and he's been great out here on the practice field. And I think he's put together a couple good days. Things have ramped up for Cody this week as well. How, how do you see his progress with the with the extra work? Well, sure. I, I mean, getting the extra reps has helped a lot. You know, he's splitting time. Uh, you know, they're on the back end of a lot of these periods, so not getting a ton of reps. So I think. The more and more, and he, you know, he's a guy we added late in the spring too. So, you know, he, he didn't have that big a head start on on Clayton uh, from that standpoint, really learning our system. So, both of those guys now have the opportunity to get a lot more reps. How much does it help with Cody that you bring a guy in late or a guy who at least you know, a guy who has that experience who can step in now with the injury to, to Nate and be able to get up? And right. I think you know, having been through a couple different systems, you know, you build up the background. Uh, with the language and uh, and also the concept so you know a lot of you know a lot of these past concepts they, they overlap in different systems so he's got familiarity with you know maybe the progression and those kinds of things that help him settle in it's just a different language and learning the language 
Mike, you'll see Nick Foles on the other sideline this week, even if he's not playing. Yeah. What kind of imprint would you say he still has on this organization and quarterback? Well, I mean, we certainly do appreciate everything that Nick did while he was here, um, you know, as an Eagle. And um, we had a lot of success with Nick and know that he's moved on and, uh, you know, wish him all the best there in Jacksonville. Um, obviously still has a lot of friendships here and looking forward to seeing him before the game. You've been using a few more uh, two-back personnel groupings in camp. What do you like about them? Well, you know, just trying to uh, have versatility in our personnel groups. Um, we think that... Uh, you know, Darren's somebody, if, if that's what you're talking about, he's somebody that can uh, draw a lot of attention. Plus, uh, we know how effective he is with the ball. And, uh, you know, and, and even in the passing game as, as an outlet player or, or even a primary receiver. So uh, we just want to make sure that, that uh, you know, we're working everything into the, into training camp right now so we can call on it when we need it. What's important for Matt Collins here? Do you have him back? Good, you think? Is he gonna... Yeah, I think he's still progressing, and um, you know, just whatever the trainers say that he can do on a day-to-day -day basis, and we, we just try to work him in and stay within those parameters. So, get healthy would be number one, and then uh, once he gets out there, just go and perform. Do you need to see him in games? Uh, we just, I mean, he needs to be healthy. Yeah, I mean, I, th I don't know anything else beyond that where he can really go out and and play full time, which you know, we're still, I think we're still progressing through that. How do you think some of the younger receivers did? And their first live action, and Charles as well. He's a veteran guy, but right. new to this this offense. Uh, you know, I think it was it was a kind of an up and down game, and uh, you know those guys got in there and made some plays. Um, but it's not just the games that we're evaluating; it's the, it's the total body of work, and um, so it's each and every day out here practice, and then getting in the games and, and seeing what they could do. But it was a good start for some of them. What's impressed you the most about JJ throughout his whole body of work? I think that he's been able to come in and learn um, and uh, and pick up what we do uh, from that standpoint. Very very few errors, and uh, now he's got that foundation. Uh, you know, can build uh, you know from a technical standpoint each and every day. Talking about how to how to really become a true NFL receiver. I would say if you ask anybody on the offensive staff, we got a lot of confidence in Isaac. Um, you know, a guy who's played uh, guard, center even tackle uh, in the middle of a game without getting any, any game reps. He's very dependable. Uh, he's smart. He's athletic. Uh, we're lucky to have Isaac. He has a different body type than the other quarterbacks he's had in the past couple of years. Do you have to change anything? No, we don't change anything there. I mean, um, he's, he's been that size. He's played played a lot of ball at, at his height for a long time and been very effective. And um, you saw him make some good throws out there today. Is it? Kind of shifts to okay. season mode after yeah. this. How would you assess the camp Carson's had? I think he's had a tremendous camp. I really do. Um, he's come out here to work. He's playing fast, uh, communicating great with everybody. Uh, made a lot of lot of really really good throws. Uh, completion percentage is very high. Uh, I think he's had a very productive camp. All right, guys, thank you. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. 
Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.